Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. It's Matt here, and at the end of this episode, I'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our free Journey app where you can access all of our recent message content. And actually, the app's the easiest way to share all this content with a friend and to keep up with everything going on around here at Journey. Just search Journey Calway in your app store. Now, most importantly, I hope this message inspires you to take your next step in following Jesus. Well, people today can't agree on much of anything, but I have found one thing I think we can all agree on. We would all love for things to get back to normal, wouldn't we? The problem is they say normal's not coming back, at least not coming back for a while. Instead, everybody's telling us we're going to have to get used to and accept the new normal. But none of us are excited about the new normal, are we? Because the new normal is unfamiliar and uncomfortable. But here's the reality. We don't get a choice in whether new normal comes. Now, we can deny that it exists, but the reality is it's here anyway, at least for the time being. The thing we do have a choice in, the thing we do have some control over, is how we respond and what we learn in the middle of the new normal. So one of the questions that I have been asking myself over the last few months as we've gone through this pandemic is a question I want to ask you. It's a question that I think deserves a conversation and will be helpful for all of us over the next few weeks. And the question is simply this, how can we be better for it? I mean, if we've got to go through it, we might as well be better for it, hadn't we? So how can we be better for what we are going through right now? Because the reality is we may, we may never experience anything like this again in our lives. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn some things we might not have learned otherwise. So what are some of the lessons over the last five months that this pandemic has taught you that you might not have learned otherwise? Hey, what are some of the things that you've been reminded of that you had forgotten, but this crisis has caused you to go, oh yeah, that really does matter, that's important. What are some of the things that you've learned that you don't ever want to forget? Listen, you and I have to be intentional about reflecting on that and figuring that out because, well, You know what'll happen if you don't. You know what'll happen if I don't. It's just human nature to return to bad habits once the pain from the bad habits is gone. Isn't this true? I don't have to convince you of this because we've all done it before. It's just human nature to go right back to doing things like we used to do them once the pain and the consequence of doing them that way has disappeared. But there are some things that you're discovering and learning just like I am in this season that when things do get back to normal one day, Well, we don't want to return to the same bad habits that have created the pain or created the crisis or created the frustration that we're currently experiencing. Because you know what? If we go back to the bad habits down the road, we're going to experience the consequences again. But application is never automatic. What I mean by that is knowing isn't enough. You have to do. Knowing isn't enough. You have to apply. Knowing isn't enough. You have to be intentional about growing, and so do I. So for the next five weeks, here's what I'm going to do. For the next five weeks, I'm going to share with you five different lessons that this crisis, this pandemic has reminded me of, and I don't think they're going to be unique to me. I think these are going to be lessons that you probably are learning too, but what's going to be so helpful for all of us is we're going to dig deep into what it looks like to apply these lessons, what it looks like to actually do something with what we're learning, because do you know what's worse than pain? What's worse than pain is wasted pain. What's worse than pain is going through something and not learning from it. Pain without gain, well, that's a shame. 
And you don't want to be that kind of person, and I don't want to be that kind of person. Part of the reason I love being connected with all of you is because you're not the kind of people who just waste your pain. You're the kind of people who learn from your experiences. And so together over the next five weeks, we're going to, be learn, we're going to learn how to be better for the experience we're going through right now. So let me jump right in to lesson one. It's simply this. You reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you reap greater than you sow. We've all experienced this throughout this pandemic, haven't we? This isn't to say, don't misunderstand, this isn't to say that every bad thing or every good thing that's happening to you is your own fault or is a result of something you did. You didn't necessarily create it all, I'm not saying that, but this is a general principle of life. This is the way God set the world up to work generally. And it's true for us most of the time, isn't it? That you and I, and this is neutral, it could be good or bad, but you and I reap what we sow, we reap later than we sow, and we reap far greater than what we sow. For example, during this season, some of us have started to reap the consequences of financial decisions that we have been making for months or maybe even years. And in some cases, for some of you, what you've reaped is reward. For others of you, what you've reaped is a lot of pain, isn't it? For some of you, because of the financial choices you have made over the last few years, going, it'll be fine. It's going to work out. Everything will be okay. No, that won't happen to me. Well, all of a sudden, the pandemic hit, and your circumstances started to change, and you didn't see it coming. And you know what you did as a result? I mean, we all have a tendency to do it. You found yourself blaming everything going on around you, but the reality was you're just reaping the consequences of decisions you had sowed earlier in your life. You were reaping pain from having no margin, you're reaping pressure from having no savings, you're reaping panic from being overextended financially. Now, others of you, it was the exact opposite, wasn't it? Because of financial decisions you had made, which were so hard at the time, decisions to live on less than you make, decisions to be generous, decisions to be self-controlled or self-disciplined with your finances, decisions to live with a spending plan, to live on a budget, because you had put some of those things in place, decisions not to have debt, whatever it may be. You got to this pandemic and the same circumstances hit you, but you reap something very different. You reap peace because you had margin. And you reap some joy because you were able to help people who were in need. You had the resources to do that. You had a very different experience. Same is true relationally, isn't it? As we've gone through this, all of us have reaped from the decisions we have made in our past relationally. For some of you, it's been difficult because what you discovered and when the pandemic hit and everything began to change is your relationship with your spouse wasn't nearly as strong as you hoped it would be. But it was because you hadn't invested in it over the last several months or maybe even years. That your relationship with your kids was far more disconnected than you hoped it would be. And suddenly you're spending a lot more time together and you're going, whoa, what in the world is going on here? But it's because you hadn't spent time with them, you hadn't connected with them in the months preceding. For some of you, you've reaped the negative of relationally in terms of feeling loneliness because you didn't invest in friendships, not, not just any kind of friendships, but friendships with people who really were going to show up when you needed them most and who were going to check in on you and push you to be who God created you to be. And so because you didn't plug in deep to church, I mean, you went to church and you loved church, but you didn't really plug in and get to know people there. You didn't build a community. And because of that, you reap some loneliness. For some of you, because of that, or because you hadn't invested in your relationship with God, you ended up with reaping a fragile faith. And when you need it most, 
you're like, I don't know that it's there. Now, others of you, it was, again, it's the exact opposite, wasn't it? Because of decisions you'd made in your past relationally, you've reaped some great rewards during this season. The point is, you can't avoid this. You reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you reap greater than you sow. And this is part of what makes these decisions so difficult. Part of what makes practicing this lesson, remembering this lesson so hard, is because of the fact that you and I never experience it in the moment. There's always a lag between our decision and the consequence, our decision and the reward. Paul, who wrote, quite honestly, for most of the first century, he he gave us more content than anybody else on what it looks like to follow Jesus, to love Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus, and to love one another the way Jesus has loved us. Paul's the one who really gave us all the information about what that looked like and how to apply that. Well, Paul was writing to Christians in a region called Galatia, and he was helping them to overcome the frustration that they were feeling because of this principle. And their frustration was this. See if you can relate. Their frustration was with the lag. You know what the lag is. The lag is the delay between I made this decision today, but I'm not experiencing the reward or the benefit of it until way over here. I made it today, but things didn't get better tomorrow, and things didn't get better the day after that or the day after that. I'm making it now, but I haven't seen the payoff yet. You know that lag. You know that frustration. It's what makes it so hard for us to choose wisely for us to sow decisions that are going to be in our best interest. And so Paul realizes they're frustrated with all this, and so he tries to address it with them. He helps them to understand the discouragement, the frustration that comes from the lag is a discouragement and frustration that is simply because they're not thinking long-term enough. So I want to read you what he has to say, and we're going to talk a little bit about how this applies to us at the end. Just to warn you, Paul's going to be very, very direct, okay? So get ready. He's coming right at us. Here's what he says to the Galatians. He says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, the reason Paul starts this way is because there's nothing more dangerous than self-deception. Let's be honest. We've all been guilty, haven't we? Guilty of looking at ourselves and going, Okay, I know that generally isn't a wise decision to make, but it won't turn out for me the way it turns out for everybody else. Self-deception and going, you know what, I'm going to be able to get away with this. Or it'll all work out in the end. Or I'll be fine. I know for other people, but not for me. Or there'll always be enough there. I don't have to keep saving. I know I don't have to be self-disciplined there. I don't have to tell myself no today. I'll figure it out tomorrow. It'll be fine. That's called self-deception. And all of us have had those kinds of deceiving conversations with ourselves in our minds. There's also the self-deception of just going, you know what? I think if I live that way, and if I chase that, and if I pursue that, and if I do that on the weekends, and if I buy that, and if I own that, I'll be fine. This is going to give me the life that I want. I think life's going to be more meaningful. I think life's going to have more purpose. I think life's going to be happier if I'll just do those things. All of us have had those conversations with with ourselves only to get to the end and go, wait a minute. Here we go. It didn't deliver what I thought it was going to deliver. I had this conversation in my head. I convinced myself. And it didn't work out the way that I thought. So Paul's point is simply this. Do not deceive yourself. God can't be mocked. He can't be fooled. You can't work around the principles that he's put in place in this world. You can't avoid them. You can't circumvent them. You're not going to be able to escape this truth that a man or a woman reaps what they sow. And Paul could have added, they reap 
later than they sow, and they reap far greater than they sow. He goes on with this idea. Here's what he says next. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Let me just pause right here and put this in a language we would use. This is Paul's way of saying, whoever makes choices day after day after day to please themselves, whoever makes choices that are in their short-term best interest, whoever makes choices that are just based on what I want in the moment, I'm just going to get what I want, I'm just going to do what I want, I'm going to buy what I want, I'm going to live the way I want. Whoever makes choices that way, day after day after day, when they sow those kinds of decisions, they will eventually, not immediately, but they will eventually reap destruction. Destruction, what do you mean by that? Well, a destruction of life in terms of the kind of life you were created to live. Destruction of life in terms of meaningful relationships that you want most in life. Paul says that's not going to take you where you want to go. You're going to reap something you don't want to reap. On the other hand, though, he says, whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Eternal life. Now, again, this is just his way of saying, the people who make a choice to live their life listening to that still small Spirit of God, the people who make a choice to go, okay, I've got this decision and I know what I want, but Jesus is over here and he's instructed me to do something very different. And I'm going to sow the decision I'm going to sow the seed that Jesus invites me to sow. He says the person who makes a habit of sowing those kinds of decisions day after day, day after day, I'm just going to do the next right thing. I'm going to do the next right thing. He says those people are going to reap eternal life. Now, you hear eternal life and you think, okay, well, great. So you're going to be in heaven when you die? No, no, no. That's not what Paul is referring to. The eternal life he's referring to is something much bigger than that. Eternal life, from Paul's point of view, begins the moment you have a relationship with Jesus and you begin to actively follow him. It's a better life. It's a life you were created to live. It's experiencing the things that are hardwired into all of us to want to experience. It's why we pursue certain things. Purpose, meaning, significance. Deep connection and relationship. Paul says when you begin to do what God asks you to do, and you've got to believe he actually has your best interest in heart, at heart to do that. But when you begin to follow the leading of Jesus, instead of making choices based on just what you want in the moment, you're going to arrive at a life that's actually the life you've been pursuing all along. This is the challenge, though, isn't it? The unwise choice, think about any choice you've made, the unwise choice bring short-term pleasure, and that's why we tend to choose it. The problem is the unwise choice delivers short-term pleasure, but in the long run, it delivers pain. We sow an unwise seed today. We don't reap pain tomorrow. If we did, all of us would stop immediately making unwise decisions. We sow an unwise choice today, and it's sometimes months or years down the road when we begin to reap the consequences. We reap later than we sow, and unfortunately... Paul says, you reap far greater than you sow. The consequences hurt far more than the initial choice that you made. That's why you reap destruction. But on the other hand, when you make a wise choice, and this is what makes it so hard, a wise choice creates short-term pain, doesn't it? Because you have to say no to yourself. But in the long term, it creates extraordinary gain. A couple quick examples for you. Just this past week, I was in the gym 
early, 5.30 in the morning. I'm in the gym usually, a couple buddies of mine, and we're all trying to work out and stay in shape. And I'm in the gym, and I'm running sprints uh, for about 20 minutes. And in the middle of running these sprints, this older gentleman walks in and jumps on a cardio bike. And when we get done running sprints, I walk over to him, his general direction, and I say hi. And um, he'd been sitting there watching us, and I, I made some joke about, you know, hopefully when he got old, he wouldn't be like us and look like us on the court. And, you know, he kind of chuckled, and then he tells me his story real quick. He says, no, 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 you guys, y'all got to keep doing what you're doing. I thought, well, that's interesting. So I said, well, tell me why. And he said, well, he was 81 years old. He's 81, he told me. And he said, when I was 61 years old, he said, I didn't pay any attention to my health. I was, I'd smoked my entire life. I ate whatever I wanted to eat. I never exercised. He said, I didn't pay any attention to my health. And then I had quadruple bypass surgery. And he said, the minute I got out of rehab, I walked straight into this gym, and I have not stopped showing up. So he said, don't you stop doing what you're doing now because it will keep you from being like me later on. I thought, there it is. There it is. Up until his quadruple bypass surgery, it was short-term gain. That's what he was choosing. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to do the easy thing. All of a sudden, all the pain hit. He reaped what he had sowed, and he reaped later and greater than he had sowed. And it got his attention. Fortunately for him, he learned from his pain. He didn't waste it. He's been different ever since. But he'd give anything to be able to go back. See, for some of you, this is what you've experienced throughout this pandemic, isn't it? In your relationship with friends, in your relationship with God, in your relationship with your church, in your relationship with your kids, or your spouse, or you know, your significant other, you've reaped some stuff that you didn't want to reap. It's created some real pain for you. Maybe in your finances, maybe in your career. There have been some things happen. You've reaped some real pain. And you know what? If you go back and you trace it back, And if you're honest with yourself and don't deceive yourself, you'll have to acknowledge you sowed a series of decisions that led to what you reaped. Now, you can't change, you can't change the past decisions. You can't change the consequences you're facing right now. But you know what you can do? You know what I can do? We can do what that gentleman in the gym did when he learned his lesson. We can say, you know what, I'm not going another day without applying what I have learned. I'm changing my behavior. I'm going to sow different seeds every single day. And the seeds you sow today can shape a very different future for you tomorrow. But it's hard. It's hard because there's a lag. It's hard because you do the right thing today and you don't get a payoff tomorrow. Sometimes you don't see a payoff till years and years and years down the road. Which is why Paul wrote to the Galatians, And he gave them this promise, and he gave them this extraordinary piece of encouragement. Here's what he said next. He said, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest, if we don't give up, if we'll keep doing the next right thing, if we'll keep sowing the right decisions day after day after day. It will pay off. Don't give up in the middle of the lag. Don't give up because there's a delay between what you sow and when you reap. For some of you, this is exactly what you need to hear right now. 
because you've been doing the right thing. You've been sowing the right decisions, but it is frustrating. It is difficult because you're looking around at the people around you and they're not worried about it. They're not worried about living on a spending plan and living on a budget and having margin and being generous. And they're not worried about saying no to opportunities so they can spend more time at home right now with their spouse or with their kids. They're not worried about going the extra mile, staying late at work, you know, showing up early or studying extra long so that they can set themselves up for a better future one day. They're not worried about growing themselves. They're not worried about investing in their own spiritual growth. They're not worried about any of that. So they're just doing what's pleasing them now. They're just doing what they want to do. Meanwhile, you're making sacrifices, and you keep thinking, is this worth it? Is it even worth it? I don't know it's worth it. And Paul would say to you, and he'd say to me, absolutely, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. That's lesson one this pandemic's reminded me of, that you reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you reap greater than you sow, good or bad. The difference is made by the kind of decisions you sow today. So, for you, what are some of those decisions that you have sowed in your past and now you're reaping either the benefit or the consequence of them now? What are the things that you've learned throughout this season that you've gone, you know what, if I could do it different, I would do it different? Well, listen, you can't change your past decisions, but you can sow a different kind of seed today, and it will give you a different kind of future tomorrow if you won't give up. So we're all dealing with pain as we go through the pandemic. It's just part of it. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. But I'll tell you, there's something way worse than the pain of this new normal. It is wasted pain. It is pain without gain. Pain without gain, it's, it's a shame. But you're not the kind of person who's not going to learn from this, are you? You're not the kind of person who's going to ignore this. You're not the kind of person who's just going to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. I know you. You're better than that. You're, you're smarter than that. You're going to be the kind of person who looks around and evaluates your life and evaluates what you're experiencing and evaluates the lessons you're learning. And then you're going to apply them. You're going to be intentional to apply them because you know pain without gain is a shame. But you know there can be a lot of gain in your life if you'll learn from the pain and do something different. So let's not waste this. Together as we go throughout these next few weeks, we're going to talk about some really practical stuff. How do we learn and apply some lessons in terms of how to manage our time? Because there's been a lot of lessons we've learned around that, haven't we? How to manage our money? About what it looks like to manage things emotionally, relationally. We're going to dig deep into that and get as practical as we can get. So track along with us. Don't deceive yourself. Learn from the lessons. And let's start sowing some different decisions that are going to lead to some different outcomes. Let's be better for it. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you take a moment to rate and review this podcast, it would really be helpful. And if you live near our church, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our phenomenal children and student environments, just visit us at journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Look forward to seeing you soon.